And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Real Social Proof Podcast, okay? And uh, we got uh, a return visitor, okay? If you have not seen the first, I think it's called, um, I think it's called Black Billionaire, maybe. Yeah, but that's what's got me extorted the last time. So you may not want to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so let's let's get into that real quick. So so we did the interview, and uh, people found out about your success. Right. right. So what happened? And then shortly after it came out, I got extorted by a magazine company that we were working with. Um, How so? What, what happened with the extortion? Well, it was a photo shoot that we had with a, a top athlete, a high school athlete, and it was between the photographer that is my personal photographer and between um, one of my boys who's a Nike rep and so forth. And they really didn't have nothing to do with me, but they were saying that they had it on camera that uh, he was sexual harassing her, and I was in the video, and so I had to have heard it. And um, but I asked both of them, and neither one of them said that uh, they did anything or anything wrong. So I let it go, and so um, he still pursued it. And when he started making threats about our China deal, that's when I had to call the uh, attorneys and stuff mm-hmm. like that, sit the attorneys on them. Gotcha. All right, so so a situation happens with two people in it. Yeah. And they come at you. Yeah. Why? Because when you file a lawsuit, you always go after the person with the biggest pockets. Hold on. Aren't you supposed to go after the person that it involves? Like, whoever did whatever wrong if you're going to sue somebody? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get nothing, right? So... It's like an example that I use all the time. If, if you have a Toyota and if you have a Range Rover and you have a Rolls Royce, get into a three-car crash and somebody dies and you don't know who did it, are you going to lose your, your mom or your dad and then sue the person who owns a Toyota, which is a $20,000 policy? Mm. Range Rover is about a forty dollars to $50,000 policy. But that Rolls Royce policy and the personal assets, that's the first person that everybody's going to go to. So the target is always the person with the, the deepest pockets. And at that particular time, I had the deepest pockets. In any situation, like? In any situation, yeah. In any crazy. situation. So you got to really be careful on exposing people to, to, your, to your status or what you have. Or like, we're in a beautiful situation right now, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody leaves here, and then like, you know, they're going to trip on the step. Like, I know I'm about to trip. Right, because <laughs> I, I can always add to mine. Right, right. <laughs> so this looks like a come up. So you just got, you just kind of have to be careful. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay, we're in this house, right? You don't own the house. I trip and fall. How would someone go after the person with the biggest pockets in that situation if you don't even you're not even the owner of the house? So you go after the owner mm-hmm. who owns the house. So that's who you go after. So is there a way that you could be in trouble in that if you had the deepest pockets? Oh, no, no, no. If, if, if I'm just at somebody's house mm-hmm. and you tripped on the step or something like that, no. But if we were having a party and I bought the alcohol and then you went out there and tripped and you blamed on the alcohol, they're going to come after me because of the deepest pockets. And if they can prove negligence, then I can get sued. Oh. So I don't bring alcohol anywhere. I don't drink either, right. but even though but I don't bring alcohol anywhere because I don't want the liability. Yeah, that's crazy. 
<laughs> so <laughs> if I owned the house, you brought the alcohol, somebody tripped and fell, they would sue you yeah. because you would have the deepest pockets because you brought the alcohol. But if I had the deepest pockets, then they just sue me. Yeah, they sue you. They're going to go after the person who has the deepest pockets because you can get the most money from that person. That's crazy. From that particular person. So, like, if somebody has a job and, and they're getting $20 an hour and you broke your ankle, mm. well, your ankle's broken. That's a fact. Right. So how much is that ankle worth depends on how much you have. If he has a job that's $20 an hour, um, you know, I might be suing him for what, $60? Mm. <laughs> My medical bills, All the right. cash. But if you have a million dollars, you know, I don't go to work anymore for three months. Mm -hmm. I'm staying at home right. with, the, with that on top of it. And then I got to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> right, because. Right? And so once I go see a psychiatrist, you got to pay punitive damages. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, explain how the, um, how, uh, you were kind of talking about people get awarded based off capacity, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so whenever there's a lawsuit that happens, the judge doesn't look at, you know, apples and apples and oranges to oranges, because that does never happens in court. What he looks at is punitive damages, and punitive damages to make somebody feel pain, like you felt pain. So punitive, oh, punitive damages means to make someone feel pain. Yeah. So when you're suing somebody for punitive damages, it's your honor, he did me wrong, he hurt me, and now how do we hurt them back? And I'm deserving of that, and the court says that's a legitimate a reason to sue and a legitimate outcome. So when they're doing punitive damages, if somebody is, only has $20,000 to their name, um, the judge is only gonna award you a portion of their, their finances. $20. Yeah, the $20,000. Right. If somebody has $60 million, well, twenty thousand won't make that person hurt. So they're gonna say, "You got sixty million dollars. Give him twenty million, or give him ten million dollars." Now you feel it, and now you hurt. They just want you to go out. They don't want you to pass out, but right. they want you to go out. But you be damn close to passing out. <laughs> right. You gotta cut a check for ten million dollars. Right. I don't care how much money you got. You be damn close to passing out. That's crazy. But they make you say out. So that's what. So if somebody was suing Warren Buffett or Bill Gates for punitive damages, they're probably gonna pay an upwards of $100 million or more, maybe even a billion dollars. Mm, for the same twisted ankle or whatever. Yeah. If you cause it. So, so the injury doesn't mean nothing. Right. The capacity is what means everything. It's like, what can you afford and what makes you say, ouch. Mm. So, so talk to me about some, um, cause you were, we're talking about problems of super successful people and you become a target, right? Yeah. What is, like, what is what are some of the things you got to be careful of being a target of like super success? Well, first of all, is investments. Mm -hmm. yeah, everybody has an investment, right? Um, and it doesn't matter what the investment is. Uh, they'll come at you and say, "I got the next greatest thing and a great idea." And if you can just do that, the second thing is help. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, "My grandmother needs help." You know, my my nephew has one foot. And, you know, we got a person in India that can build them another foot right. or whatever, but it's going to take $60 million. And they try to, to pull on your, your emotional strings and stuff. And so that's very hard because then you got to say no, but then how do you say no to a story like that? 
So we always put people in places that are gatekeepers, that you got to get to this person or that person or that person before you can get to us. But uh, I just have a big heart. Yeah. And so a lot of people try to keep me away from people because I just, uh, that, I just come from, you know, five brothers and two sisters and we didn't have nothing. Right. And so all we know is to share and to help. So, right. but, uh, so then that's one. And another thing too is like the extortion case that I just had and I had nothing to do with it with um, and the two people that were allegedly involved, I work with on a daily basis, and they both said that that didn't happen. And all it took for him to say is like, hey, there's a video of it, and we're gonna take it to a TMZ. Right. And so then that gets your ears up, and you're like, oh, am I gonna have to pay this guy? Right. Uh, or are these guys really telling the truth? Right, because they said they had a video, but they, you're like, all right, show it to me. And they wouldn't show it to me. And then my guys are saying no. But I can't go to the replay clock or the right. replay camera and stuff like that and see what actually happened because they won't show it to me. Mm -hmm. So, so then it's now you have to call it bluff. But it, you know you might bluff wrong. Right. You know, sure. and it could hurt your brand. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you're guilty of anything when you settle. Sometimes you just don't want to hurt your brand. Yeah. Got you. So got you got to be. So you got to really be careful of that. And the other thing, I'm single, mm -hmm. and so I have a lot of people who are interested in me staying single. And so they make, they make sure that, you know, I don't put myself in crazy situations, especially the, uh, some of the uh, female employees that work for me. Um, Why are they interested in you staying single? Well, because they don't want me to get uh, a, a sexual harassment lawsuit that hurts mm. our company. Um, they don't want me to, to have somebody extort me in, that, in those ways um, from a female's perspective and, and the Me Too movement, right? Even though the Me Too movement is very, you know, very real. Okay, and so not marriage. Cases. They just don't want you dating somebody because even in that dating process, somebody can have you caught up. Yeah, so even in the dating process, I have to be very careful, right? Because uh, you can be a come up. Uh, like, at, for instance, uh, if, um, let's say I was single and you were single. I know you're married, but let's say I was single and you were single. We can both meet the same girl at the club and you can go home and sleep with her on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then I call her up and I'm with her on Thursday. Well, she's gonna go and tell everybody that she's got herpes and your name ain't gonna never come up. And so she's going to attempt to file a lawsuit, but once she files a lawsuit, it becomes public knowledge. So I can't let it even get to the point where it's fouled. Cause once I get to the point where it's fouled, I have to go to court. Right. Then now, you automatically low key become guilty before anything comes out in the public eye. And even sometimes when you're found not guilty, it's still burned in people's. Yeah, yeah they're not going to they're not going to unring that bell. They're not touching me. <laughs> right. The only one they do that for is Magic Johnson. He the only one of them girls that still have sex with Magic Johnson. Yeah. Me? They won't touch that. Uh, anybody else? No. So so to, in order to these prevent are big that problems, though, like these are like success problems. Like you gotta be yeah. real, real careful. You can't even go out and date and let's, let's say you guys, you know, get together, you sleep together, whatever. You still gotta be worried about the next day of somebody calling, yeah. yo, this dude raped me because they and see this you And this what's crazy, news. man, is, um, I hope I'm not giving away up my game to everybody, but I text a lot. Mm -hmm. And people be like, man, like, uh, you're not a millennial. Why do you text so much? Mm -hmm. And it's for my own protection. So most of my communication, is through text messages, even sexual communication is through text messages so that I can have a record in case anything was to ever happen. But um, um, so, you know, there's people out there have phone sex. I have text sex. Really? <laughs> oh, what? Joey and Red Lobster ain't worried about all that. Man. If they don't want to try to sue Joey. Listen, man, I will wear these thumbs out. <laughs> Girl, you better not hit me at midnight. <laughs>
put that sucker down, cross my arm, and wait. Right. Oh, <laughs> so you like you're yeah. consenting right now. Okay, so are you saying you want to have sexual relations with me tonight? Voluntarily? Yeah. And so once I get enough on text message, then I can start moving to just phone calls mm. and just doing it doing it that way. But uh yeah, you know, it, it just anything can be a threat. So my circle is is very small. You you know, I'm with my brothers all the time mm. and they're big anyway, so that's like security. Mm. But I'm with my brothers and I'm with my family and uh the people that have been down with me from day one. So I, it's very rare that I bring new people into the circle. Um, First off, I appreciate you taking my calls and stuff and calling me sometime. So thank you. I yeah, just want to say thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and uh, I guess, well, the people who, who haven't seen uh, the episode, you know, I, I reached out to you to um, go, get on um, Supers for Suckers. Right. The mentor on, class. on my coaching call. I'm like, yo, he and, and nobody, to me. Yeah. So and, and nobody knew who I was on the call, yeah. so that's what made it some dope. And my my peoples did not want me to to get mentored by you. Mm-hmm. They was like, who? <laughs> and they was like, oh, no. And I was like, no, but this guy, the Dorito Dave. <laughs> so I knew you as Dorito Dave. Right. And I, that's what caught my eye. There wasn't anything else that you did, but it was just how you were speaking through Dorito Dave. And I was like, yo, this is clever, and this is dope. And I got to fuck with that. <laughs> I have to, right? right? And so then... Um, and here's what I want people to know, especially those who are going to social proof. Don't ask me for advice and you don't buy my merchandise, mm-hmm. right? Because when I came at you, I bought your book. Mm-hmm. So I bought your book and then I screenshotted you the book. I said, yo, Dave, I just bought your book. Can I get a follow? Right. right? And you was like, yo, fam, just ask. And so and that's how we connected because I don't feel like you should be always asking for something because mm-hmm. in this relationship, it's like, I bring a lot of value, but what value do you bring? Mm-hmm. Oh, you bought a t-shirt, let me give you some time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bought the book, let me give you some time and let me coach you and let me teach you. But show me that you appreciate mm-hmm. what I've built and what I'm about to teach you, rather than just saying, hey, you know, as soon as I get off the stage, hey, um, can I call you sometime? Can I DM yeah, you sometime? Right. You know we're selling shirts back there? Go buy a shirt mm-hmm. and then holler at me. And I'll answer your DM. For sure. Or something like that. So I think it should be a give and take a lot of times yeah. when you want to reach out to somebody who you want to be mentored by, make sure you bring some value. Yeah. And one of the things you can be, uh, there's currency in this world, right? It's not always money. People think that currency is always money. Mm-hmm. Currency is time. Yeah. Currency is support. Currency is love. And currency is money. And there's other different kind of currencies out there. So it doesn't always have to be money. Yeah. But I feel currency when, when Sarah or somebody buys a shirt. Mm. And then, so how would you feel if I bought one of your shirts and said, hey, listen, can you teach me how to make shirts? Can you teach me how to be a speaker? Yeah. And, I, and I bought one of your classes. Yeah. You're gonna be more empty to For sure. teach me how to speak, right? But if I'm just sitting in the back, I ain't bought none of your classes, I ain't spent no money in mm-hmm. your coaching or whatever, I say, hey, can you teach me how to do what you do? man, please. Yeah. Right. And I think we do too much of that, especially in our community. We do too much of that. And so I make sure that I make a conscious effort not to do that. So I bought your book. I read your book. And then I wanted to say, hey, look, give me a follow. I did that just to get a follow. Right. Right. I bought your book. Right. 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 I thought you was famous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dorito, <laughs> Dorito Dave was like big to me. I was like, yo, that's dope. And it's a great concept. Yeah, that, that, that was awesome because we, we went to dinner and you took me to dinner. I was like, yo, I want to like, I want to help with like the, the clothing in on, yeah. you know, your brand. 
and um, it's not free to like create designs and stuff like that. But how mm -hmm. much did you pay? I didn't bring no money up. Like I'm like I'll I'll take care of the design. Yeah. Because I want to make sure that I'm bringing something to the table. A value to the you table, I mean? and it was a dope design, yeah. and it was like you know you weren't asking me for anything. You were bringing something to the table, and then it, the conversation felt real. Yeah. The conversation just felt easy and real. You know what I'm saying? Because that takes like what does he want? Yeah. Off the table, right, right off the bat. Like what does he want? Yeah. Oh, you bought the book? Hey, okay, so I'm, you know, that takes that off the table. Yeah. Oh, you bought a t-shirt? That takes that off the table. For sure. Now we can have a, a great conversation. Otherwise, I'll sit with my arms folded and mm -hmm. I'm listening and I'm listening for the angle, mm -hmm. right? You ain't bought no book <laughs> and you didn't buy a t-shirt, <laughs> right, right. but you want me to help you be successful. For sure. This is how you become successful. You sell merchandise wherever you go, Right. right? Right. And then people buy the merchandise, but you didn't. <laughs> but you want right, me to right, help right. you be successful, but that's one of the processes. For sure. So you're missing a step. Right, right. <laughs> right, <laughs> so I need right. you to go back and buy the shirt so that you don't miss a step. For sure. And that's what it is. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, talk to you about this too. We were talking about uh, how you don't, you don't partner with everybody in terms of a business, right? Right. Um, because of you need shared liability. So let's just say, for instance, I got this great idea. I have a great idea. And I'm like, yo, Mel, let's do this business together, okay? Um, you put up the money, I do all the work. But you're not interested in those type of relationships. First of all, that's not happening. <laughs> those don't come out. No, nah, don't, those don't come on my desk. No? No. I think it would. I, I mean, if, if, if I just had ambition and a great idea and all I needed was money, I'd be inclined to say, yo, Mel, I got this good idea. Let's work. All I need is money. You wouldn't. I'm going to be inclined to say no. Why? Because there's a million great ideas out there. Um, but there's not a whole lot of people who are willing to put up money. So money, you have to hold your money tight, man. Um, because too many people are furious with their money mm -hmm. and they make those mistakes of when the person says, I have the idea and you put up all the money, it's easy for you to walk away when it doesn't work. I need to have something here. If you get into a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. There's no kids involved and you didn't bring nothing. If it was all her stuff and you just bought your, your, your bag and your <laughs> 10 pairs of shoes, it's easy for you to leave. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when there's a kid involved, it's hard to leave. Mm. When you bought half of this, it's hard to leave. So you got to be invested. You got to be invested in this relationship, um, whether it's in a personal relationship or whether it's in a business relationship. So I have to feel like if this thing starts sinking, you're the captain and you're going to stay on the boat. So I don't do, I have the great idea and you put up all the money. Okay. So let's do it this way. Let's say I got 10000 I need another 10,000 for this great idea, but this is my last 10,000. But I'll put it up. Mm -hmm. I'll put up 10,000, you put up 10,000, we do this idea. Are you willing to partner? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. When somebody's willing to bet on themselves and, and, and do the ultimate gamble, this is all I have, mm -hmm. man, I got that 10,000, I got another 20, 30,000 dollars if we need it, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to worry about anything like that. And then I'm gonna make sure that you eat. So, so, cause it could get rough for a little while, but I'll make sure that you eat. Gotcha. Yeah. It was, it was one point you made um, earlier about sometimes that gets sketchy because if something goes wrong in the business, who they come after? Yeah, so, so a lot of times when people come at me for an investment, I'll, one of the, the questions I ask is, is who else is in, investing in this company? Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because I need to know, are there any other deep pockets in that investment? Mm -hmm. Because I need somebody to, to share the lawsuit with, right? So it's- You're it's thinking like, lawsuit first, like- 
always think lawsuit first. If I get married, I think divorce first. You gotta, I gotta think divorce first because there's so many people who get into divorce. So I'd be crazy to go into a marriage thinking it's gonna last forever and don't get a prenup. Mm. Ask the owner of Amazon how that works. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. Yep. And so, She's so, good. so, Forever. yeah. So you have to go in it with that, and then you reverse engineer it, and then you do everything you can to make sure that it doesn't end up that way. Gotcha. So you need to know who else is in this business project. I need to know who else is in the business with deep pockets because I need somebody to share the liability in case it happens. So. Uh, even on the Shark Tank, uh, somebody could be asking for a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars and one shark would say, if you can get another shark in, I'm in. He's not doing that solely because, hey, I can't do this by myself and you bring something else to the table. He's looking at it like this could end up in a lawsuit. And if you get another shark in, at least Mark Cuban or Damon's going to share in the liability and then I'm in. Otherwise, they're just going to come after me. Mm. And so, so when you hear like, you hear this all the time from entrepreneurs is I tend to invest with somebody else or I'll go get somebody else and invest. They're not doing it because they don't have the money. Wow. They're doing it because they don't want all the liability. Dang, so sometimes you wait to see who's, who's investing um, before you actually jump in. Dang, I never thought about that like that. Or I'll go get somebody and say, hey, man, you want to do this with me, man? I right. think it's a great idea. And we're going to run. Well, why do you want to do that, man? I think this can work and this can work. So it ain't that you, you don't have all the money. You just need somebody else. To share the liability. Because if, let's just say, Joe is the idealist, the entrepreneur, just great idea, he ain't got no money. When that product affects somebody, they're going after the person the, who the, the deepest pockets, yeah. Always. Because you would be a fool not to, Yeah. right? Because you can get more impunitive damages by the capacity of the you person's uh, income. Or not even just his income, but his net worth. So... So you would be crazy not to go after the person with the most money. Like, like, hey, man, this person has $30,000, right? And he's willing to give it all to you. And this person has $150 million, and he's willing to give it all to you. Who are you going to go to? 150. It's the same concept when it wow. comes to a lawsuit. It's like whoever has the most money, I can get the most from. All right, so, so last thing. Um, I want to talk about, uh, obviously, it was, it was a friend of yours, or you had a really close association with Kobe Bryant. And uh, we got into a really interesting conversation about um, what happens now. So I saw Vanessa Bryant, she posted, uh, well, no, 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 it was the Shade Room, they posted, Vanessa Bryant is suing the pilot or, or the, the airplane company that hired a pilot or whatever. And I saw a lot of comments that are saying, all right, Vanessa, you're being insensitive. Like that person lost their life too. So that, that person has a family and they lost that person. So why are you suing the pilot um, for you know, negligence? And right. so what is your take on that? So, so first of all, the, the, how I come into the picture with Kobe Bryant is my buddy, Big Chuck, um, introduced him to Vanessa at uh, one of the, uh, I think it was Snoop's, uh, it's Snoop's or Dog Pound or somebody's um, music video. Um, and then um, we were actually getting ready to have a meeting with him and his team uh, as far as investing in scholarly. So, but what happens is when you have Vanessa who's coming into Kobe Bryant's estate, all of, all of his earnings and all of his investments, everything's going to go to her. She's going to become a target now. And so the families have lost husbands. They've lost fathers. They lost brothers. And most of the times there's plenty of attorneys out there that just can't wait to get to the family to say, you need to be compensated for your loss. Mm -hmm. Right. And how are we going to get compensated for your loss is through Kobe Bryant's estate. 
and it's all right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Yuffie lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 
0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door. That way, no battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E U. FY video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock. It's not nothing that you're doing wrong. You deserve to be compensated. Look what you lost. So they make the family feel kind of bad about it. Mm-hmm. And, and then they talk sense into them as well. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, my mom is gone. My, my father is gone and stuff. And then somebody should pay. Well, they're going to tell them, well, don't go after the pilot. The Why pilot wouldn't they sue? The, it was the pilots. Kobe didn't do nothing. He was on the plane with them. The problem is it was Kobe's plane and it was Kobe's pilot. And once you can prove negligence, then it becomes Kobe's problem. So if they can prove that the pilot was negligent at all, like he shouldn't have been flying, or he wasn't paying attention, or he drove into the hilltop, then that's negligence, and then they can sue Kobe Bryant's estate, and they can sue Vanessa. Do you think they're going to? I think they're absolutely going to sue her. Um, she sued the pilot uh, for wrongful so, death. So the was that? Do you think that was a chess move on Vanessa's? Uh, you know, I don't want to be insensitive to to her loss, to her, her her husband and her daughter, but she has really good attorneys, I'll tell you that. And she had really good attorneys, and they went after a wrongful death lawsuit against the pilot, and it, it she was the first one out there, and it became very public. So uh, she's letting everybody know that she's a victim, too. Right, so she's not trying to sue the pilot to get no money. Out of it. She doesn't need money from the pilot. Yeah, she doesn't need money from the pilot, um, but uh, she's about to be sued herself. Um, but she's a victim. And then she's actually trying to do some things to help the victims get some money. But at the end of the day, you know, when you have, when you get attorneys involved, all they care about for the majority part, and I shouldn't say that because I have a few attorneys, <laughs> but they care about a commission. You know the game, yeah. Yeah, they care about the commission, right? Um, and they want to go to court. Mm-hmm. 
or, or they want you to settle. So um, I, I would anticipate some of these families start filing lawsuits against Vanessa pretty quickly here. Uh, they wanted, they probably wanted to wait until uh, the memorial happened um, because Kobe was very loved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And had they done that at the wrong time, it may have been a problem for them. But now that uh, they've had the memorial, it would be very curious to see how long it takes for the first, the second, and the third lawsuit to happen. But they're coming. They're coming, yeah. You, like, would you lose your mom and dad in a holiday? helicopter accident and Vanessa basically said it was negligence because yeah. she's suing them for wrong for death. Right. And so would you sit there and be like, well, I got moms and dad, $700,000 life insurance policy, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Or do you look at $1 billion over there and say, well, I can get a little bit of that. I can use a little bit of that for the mm. next few years or whatever the case is. It's punitive damages as well, you know? <laughs> They're hurting. So they're going to need to make Vanessa hurt. But they or, got money already. Like even the people that was on the plane, they got money. Well, the attorneys get involved. It doesn't matter what you have. The attorneys get involved, and they want to get something as well. And then they they, they have a legitimate claim. Mm. Yeah. So are they going because they have money? Are they going to leave money on the table? <laughs> Vanessa's right. got Vanessa's got money already. Mm-hmm. She just filed a lawsuit. Right. And she don't she don't need the money. Right. But some probably probably an advisor said you might want to go ahead and her attorneys just, definitely just make said the that. first step. Yeah, her attorneys definitely said that. It, it was good for publicity-wise. Right. And I don't want to Because if it goes second, reason. too, like, say, I sued, I sued first, and then she sued the pilot, it, it would make it seem like it's reactionary because I tried to sue her. Like, if somebody from the family said, okay, I'm going to sue the Bryan estate. If she did it second and say, okay, no, 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 don't, no, I'm about to sue the pilot, then it just looks like a reactionary thing or like I'm trying to get the heat off of me. Yeah, you know, so uh, when you when you have an attorneys, man, they just want to be proactive because they if they know that lawsuits are coming, they just want to be proactive. Dang. And there's, they they would say, hey, listen, you better get ahead of this thing, and you better file a lawsuit against the pilot. And I don't know any of this to be true because mm-hmm. I, obviously I haven't talked to anybody right. in her camp. I'm just saying on the outside looking in, I had already been telling people that she's going to have to file a lawsuit against the pilot in order for her to to get some of the heat off, yeah. right? Because the heat is coming hot, and she was going to have to, and about a week later, it comes out that she ended up filing a lawsuit. Dang. But uh, she had to do that. I mean, she absolutely had to do that. You know, here's the crazy thing. Were y'all thinking about any of that, right? I think at a different level, like you automatically think of, wow, these are some of the ramifications that could happen. Or when somebody comes into money, there's certain things you just got to watch out for that the, re- that the common public just isn't even thinking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just become a target. And she, she's becoming a target, man. And especially when you live in today's age where everybody wants to file a lawsuit, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, you know, um, there's a lot of attorneys in business because of frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. Um, and not saying that these are any any of these are frivolous lawsuits. And again, you know, I don't have the inside scoop from anybody in the family at all whatsoever, um, or around it. Um, but it was it's just me, my, my own personal views, looking at it and saying this is what would possibly happen. Now, one of the things have already played out, mm-hmm. as I was saying. Um, with her filing the lawsuit, so it'd be very interesting to see what happens with the uh, the families. Dang, these are some of the conversations that's probably going on at rich tables, like right now. 
we talking about like, yo, I gotta get the Kobe jersey. I tried to get the jersey online, but oh, is that right? I couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah nah, man, they sold out everything. Yeah, it's man, different. Man. You got one. I got number eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, did you try to get another one? No, 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 no. Oh, I didn't try to get one. Oh, you already, you already had one. one. I already had one. Oh, gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yo, do you see, like any any other problems that you see like with the success? Because like I was saying earlier. The phrase more money, more problems, it just started to make sense when we were having this conversation earlier. You know, it's it's just you you have to understand that you're a target. Anybody with anything nice, if you if you have a nice car, you better not bump into nobody. You know, you're a target. If you have a nice house, you know, you better not have somebody spend a night for two weeks because they're not leaving and you're gonna have to get them evicted to leave now. Um, anybody with anything nice becomes a target. It becomes a nicer target. And so the nicer your material things. Um, the bigger the target you are. And they don't care that you're trying to do anything good with what you have. Like when me and B was having a conversation, he's like, Mel, so what's next for you? And I was like, yo, I'm doing this solar deal um, with this company out in Arizona called um, Direct Solar of America. And hopefully we'll probably do $100 million um, through the deal um, within the next 12 months. What kind of deal is this? It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> Can I get down? Can Man. I do some marketing or something? Man, no, it's sorry. just a really big deal where they're, where they're going around and they're donating. <laughs> so that, that could have really big deal. Ain't nothing you can do right now, brother. No, I was saying, all right, so, how, so, so what kind of deal is that? It's a really big deal where they're actually donating solars to high schools, public high schools. Mm-hmm. So the, the high school don't actually own the solar panels, but they benefit from the solar panels. You're already doing that though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Oh, so you're you're working. On, there's another level of this relationship that y'all are about to go into. No, we, no, we just launched it nationally. Oh, so yeah. when you were telling me about it like a few months ago, we had it was just like, started. This, oh, gotcha. I had just gotcha. signed okay. the contracts and things of that nature. Well, now we're rolling it out. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha, we're actually rolling okay. it out. So it's actually. Pretty well, actually, good. I can be a part of that deal a little bit if I find schools and stuff. Remember you told me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I if can you be find a part. Schools so listen, if you're watching this or listening to this and you know of a high school that. Needs a solar panel? <laughs> I need solar panels. Or Saves them a lot of money. Athletes. Don't call Mel. Call me first. <laughs> <laughs> call me first so I can bring it to a nah, but uh, nah, that, that's awesome what y'all are doing though. But the thing about it is the next level, man, I told him, man, is uh, is the give back. Mm. You know, it, it's, uh, it's not to see how much you can die with. Look at Steve Jobs, right? Um, die very wealthy and get rich. And Bill Gates and Warren Buffett will do the same thing. But I don't mind dying broke. I don't mind being broke. I don't mind waiting for billions to come um, because I'm good eating a hot link sandwich and just going to day. I had a beautiful salad today, though. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you that. <laughs> right, right. And I don't even eat avocados. I don't eat avocados. Really? I don't mess with avocados. But she did such a good job on that salad. <laughs> I was not going to let her down. I, was not, I, I didn't eat all of the avocados, but I had to show her I made an attempt. <laughs> I was not going to eat them avocados on that thing. Anybody who knows me, I just started eating guacamole like last year. Really? Yeah. So oh, I, saw the, I saw the avocados. I was like, whoa, I didn't know you were putting that on there. I would have told you. <laughs> but I'm not going to disrespect you in your own crib. Right. Right? <laughs> and the chef was beautiful, too. So, so I had to make sure that I at least attempted. So, but... Um, <laughs> So I'm good doing yeah, you whatever. Hit that one real quick. Bow. Okay, go ahead. But, the, but the, she, she was beautiful. <laughs> right. right. Double she, down on that part. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. beautiful. And she's got a mean shoe game. Mm-hmm. Mean shoe game. So that kind of messes me up a little bit. Right. So if my people was here right now, they'd be like, cut, 
Cut. <laughs> you know, man, can I holler at you for a second? Right, right. I'd be like, what I do? Right. Let me just holler at you something. Let me blow in your ear a little bit. <laughs> but um, so my thing is, is we have to amass, we, ha- we have to get money, currency, so that we can spread more currency, spread mm-hmm. more love, um, spread more money around, and spread knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's what we don't do enough of, and that's what we have to do, man, is, is you got to find people that have talent but don't have opportunity mm-hmm. and use your platform, use your your wealth to give people opportunity and then to help people out of situations. But I'll, still be cautious at the same time. Yeah, yeah because I was, about earlier. you know, like uh, we were saying is I, man, I was homeless before. Yeah, I was rich and then I was homeless and then I got back up. But when I was homeless, you know, I was still the same guy that I am now. Mm-hmm. I was just in a messed up situation. Well, how many homeless people do you see that are sleeping in their car? And I'm not talking about those ones like that the are. Next Melvin Nunn. Or, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like they have brilliant ideas and they just need an opportunity or something, or they just need time. See, because time is the best currency that you have mm-hmm. because it runs out faster than anything. Yeah. And you can lose love and get it back, you can lose money and get it back. You can lose compassion or any of this stuff and get it back, but you can't lose time and get it back, mm-hmm. right? So time is the number one commodity that we have and the number one currency that we have that we don't take full advantage of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just takes that person and that car time to get out of the situation. The problem is when you're going through it, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to get better because yeah. tonight I'm sleeping in my car again. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I see myself sleeping in this car. <laughs> right, right. And next week I see myself sleeping in this car. But you don't know when knock, opportunity knocks on your door and then you're able to get out of that car. Mm-hmm. You just got to stay the course, man. I said people fail a lot, right? And people always say, man, why am I failing so much? Why, why am I failing? All the time it seems like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. Because you're quitting. See, because if you don't quit, you can't fail. Mm-hmm. It gets too hard. And you associate that with, I couldn't do it, didn't mm. fail. Like you were saying today, I was watching one of your posts. You said, hey, man, um, if the work starts after I get the no. Mm-hmm. See, I tell people, that's when I put on my hard hat and my shoes, my mm-hmm. boots, because I'm going to work right now. A girl can tell me no, she got to tell me five times. <laughs> she got to tell me five times, right? Because right? I'm going to hit you with the this way, and then... Tomorrow, I'm going to hit you with a different angle. <laughs> oh, you know to that too? Okay. Right. Then I'm going to hit you with another angle. Yeah. You know? But when you get to the five times, I think you're pretty serious. Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> but I, I'm sure yeah. you've been able to, and not just in relationship, but business and all that, you've been able to convert after that third no. Whereas if you'd have just walked away the first time, you'd have never got it. Yeah, because no doesn't really mean the same thing that it means to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like Keenan Aubrey Waynes used to say, no means not right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when I get no, you know, I have to look at myself like I didn't convince them. Mm-hmm. So I messed up. Yeah. It's not like they don't get it. Right. I messed up. So yeah. I have to do a better job of convincing him so that next time I come back, I'm going to be better. Yeah. And then my pitch is going to be better. And then I come back and pitch it. And then I, he can say no. And I can say, oh, shoot, he was close. Right. And that's all I need to go back and to redo it and get ready for him again, because I just don't feel like a person says no because they don't want to do it. I think a person says no because you haven't convinced them to do it. Mm. 
That's the difference. Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to make more money. Everybody wants to be happy. So if I come into your life and I say, hey, listen, you know, I would like to date you, I'd like to take you out and stuff like that, how the hell are you gonna say no to me with this great personality, right? <laughs> right, right. And if you say no, I didn't convince you. Now I gotta come at you from a different angle or whatever the case is. So the same thing in business is if you say no, I didn't do a great, good enough job of convincing you of why you should say yeah, because you would want to make more money, you would want to be happy, you would want to be successful, whatever success is to you, because it's not always money. Um, but people don't come across your life and convince you to go somewhere, convince you to leave your job and take a, a chance with them or convince you that this is the road that you needed to, to travel on, even though it's less travel. Wow, that's awesome, man. Look, I appreciate you uh, coming to uh, sit down with me. I appreciate um, your friendship, because sometimes you just call and encourage me, and I really appreciate that more than you know. Um, so thank you so much, man. So la last thing, if you scare, scare somebody out of success, if you can, what would be something you would say to somebody to scare them out of success, to make sure they're ready for being a target? You know, I don't think the, the, the being a target part is the, is the part to scare them out of success. I think the grind and the things that I have to go through mm. in order to be successful. Like, I couldn't date for a long time, right? Because I was raised right. My, my mom and dad were together since they were like in the seventh grade. Mm. Um, and then they were together until he passed away. But he raised me right in the sense that don't date a woman until you can date a woman, until you can take care of a woman and, and help a woman out. Um, don't be a burden on, on a woman. And so I wouldn't date a woman if I couldn't pick up the tab. And when That's you're trying awesome. to be successful, you can't really pick up the tab because all your money's going into your business. And so I couldn't date because I couldn't have her. It would be embarrassing for me because of, of what my father instilled in me to have the, the server come over with the check and then she's pulling out her card. If that's not, don't have my name on it too, mm. put that back in your purse, Yeah. right? Because it's like, uh, even I don't even like girls to treat me sometimes, right? Because mm. then it looks like, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't, you know, nah, I got it. Even they say, hey, I want to take you out to dinner. Okay, well, hair up and pay for it before people start looking. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because this looks kind of crazy, right? And so so you can't date right. like you want to date. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter how good looking you think you are, whatever the case is, how great your personality is. It's like, you know, when you're trying to become an entrepreneur, you got to give up those kind of things. Um, sleep. You got to give up sleep. Um, you don't eat right and eat healthy, man. So there was nice. I was eating can of peaches for dinner. Mm. That was my dinner. I get a 39 cent can of peaches and tear them suckers up. Mm -hmm. And then drink the juice. Oh, but she got to drink the what? juice. <laughs> and then put some water up in there and swear that sucker up again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, that was leaving, man. Living, I slept on the floor. Um, I did whatever it took to become successful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people not, aren't willing to go through what I went through to become successful. And they're not willing to go through what you're, you're going through or you went through to become successful. That's the thing that should scare most people is, are you willing to be homeless? Yeah. Are you willing to not eat for two days and just drink water or a Coke or something like that? It's going to make your stomach bloated mm. so that you don't have to worry about eating. Mm. Um, you know, are you willing to just see all these beautiful women walk by you and you dare not whistle because if they answer the whistle, what you going to do? What you going to do? Or they just say, I want to have sex with you in your bed. I ain't got no bed. Don't <laughs> 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 no matter how fine she is, I want to have sex with you in your bed. Right. 
oh, well, we ain't having sex then. <laughs> I got a floor, but it's a king size. <laughs> so, so I can't, you know, you got to be willing to let a lot mm. of that stuff go. Mm. But the most important thing you got to let go is your pride. Mm. I, I had to kill my pride, man. Either my, I was going to kill my pride or my pride was going to kill me. Mm. So I had to let the pride go, man. And, and that's a tough thing to, to do, to let go, because you, you're going to cry. When you let go, when you realize that you let go of your pride, man, mm-hmm. it's something that you're doing at that moment that lets you know, I would have never done this and I could have never seen myself do this, mm-hmm. but I got to do this. Mm-hmm. You're going to cry, man. I cried, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to cry. So are you willing to do that to become successful or do you want to be the Instagram success where it's, it's basically take, a, take the dope photos, go to the dope parties and do that and then get a bunch of followers and then become famous. I did my deal with China and shit, I, I didn't even have an Instagram. And then our, our company's social media was only like at four or 5,000. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, yo, man, you got to have a million followers for what? <laughs> they ain't even my customers, right? right? I just need a million customers, right. not followers. And, and, and so we're so trained on getting followers that you don't know how to get customers now, mm, right? That's a bar. So, so it's like, they're not paying. Yeah. Nike or Adidas or Louis Vuitton is paying to advertise on your site because you have them on your site. They're not paying. So mm. how can you convert them into a paying customer? So you haven't thought about that. All you think about is, is they're giving you a check. So why are they giving you a check? They're giving me a, a check because I have a million followers. Okay, so I'm going to take that check and then I'm going to build another check for myself too. Mm-hmm. Listen, I need all y'all to buy these t-shirts yeah. or get the hell off my page. <laughs> right, right. I need right. all y'all to buy this book. Or, hey, listen, I'm getting ready to do a book and I want you guys to buy it in advance. And I need everybody to buy $19 or $20. You got a million followers. Mm. Get a quarter of those to send you $19.99 in advance. Yeah. And then go, go make a book. For sure. Instead of waiting until you get enough money, until you get enough this to go do the book. So they haven't learned how. They've learned and mastered getting followers, but they haven't mastered getting customers. Mm. And I tell people this a lot of times, man, is like we're so trained on getting new, mm. right? I have a lot of customers that are on Scholarman. I have a lot of customers that are, are doing the solar panels or doing this and that. And I'm so trained to go get some new customers mm-hmm. that I haven't even fully taken care of these t- customers. Because right. if I take care of these customers, then they'll go get me the new customers. Sure. Treat them very well and then let them be your billboard and let them be your marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Instead of me now leaving my good core here that pay me money. Yeah. I'm leaving them that pay me money to go to see if I can bring in somebody new. So that's like you leaving your wife for a month to go see what's out there in the clubs. That's how <laughs> crazy, back, don't she it? Gonna be like, what? Yeah, stay gone. Yeah. She's gonna tell you stay gone, right? You leaving your customers to go try to get a new customers instead of having your customers get treated so well that they can't wait to go tell somebody and bring somebody back to you. And so that's kind of what we did with the, the Scholarly model is, hey, man, get them to be our billboard to go get more customers, but let us take care of them. Let us get them into schools and let us you know, change their lives a little bit and, and, and be accessible to them. And then they'll go and tell a, a bunch of people. I love it, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, okay? Except for the girl that says she's going to give you a... a Oh, man. Yo, listen. <laughs> yo, he said somebody jumped in the DM and said, yo, I'm going to see you on social proof. 
I want to let you know. Listen, I'm a hugger. When I do these things for <laughs> social proof, you gotta get an infamous hug. Listen, when I do these things for social proof, is this camera on? Is this the, my angle right here? <laughs> Listen, when I'm doing these interviews and things of that nature, when you DM me, you know, I'm not actually doing these things to get a date. Now, people know I'm single, <laughs> but I'm not actually here to try to get a date. So when you DM me, man, it can't be about giving me a hug right now I get off a of stage and social proof and I ain't never been there yet. <laughs> or can we have dinner or lunch when we get to, to Atlanta? I'm booked, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm booked, but I don't mind giving you a handshake or whatever the case is, but my DMs is for, you know, business stuff or just encouragement. So if you want to encourage me, uh, keep going or doing something like that, man, I'm all for it. But yeah. you never know. Your type might be in the DM. Like, your, your type might be listening right now. I'm like, ah, see, I was My great. type is listening. She's sitting right there. You better shoot shots all night. That's my type? Huh? <laughs> Nigga, her shoe game is Bang. mean. Bang. Hey, the shoe game is mean. Right? right? That's, what gets, that's what got me. <laughs> I was got at the rip. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what jacked me up. What? Oh, a girl that can wear some Louis and then go from there and put on some J's? Right. What? <laughs> man, I got to have that. My man took the whole end of the Are you blushing over there? Kendra, are you blushing over there? Let me blushing over there. They can't see you on the camera. Yeah, they can. Huh? Yeah, that's my oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't be blushing. Yeah, no, nah, uh-uh, she's versatile. I like that. <laughs> See, because I can shop anywhere now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, it's all so, good. So I'm your Instagram for, you know, everybody. Just Instagram <laughs> is Melvin Nunnery. Go follow that. The last time Melvin I was Melvin underscore on, Nunnery. See, I ain't even know all that. I got your back. Melvin underscore Nunnery. Now, listen, the last time I did this, I was at 200, and I said, hey, guys, before we get to social proof, get me to 400. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm at 600, okay? Let's go. So now, Let's listen, go. people, I need a comma. Help me get to a comma. We're going to take my door. So, so tell everybody to follow me and get me to a comma. Done deal. Done deal. All my right. Brother, appreciate you, For man. For sure, man. Peace. Make sure y'all follow Mel. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.